0: Oh, she's done it. Brilliantly executed. Incredible stuff. The whole family are watching on in anticipation and yes, there's the final nail in the chicken coop. Dad's been promising to build for a decade and don't the kids just love it. Coming in for the final turn, he's gone to the left, a little bit to the right, dodged the hill's hoist, grass
1: clippings flying in his way. Precision mowing doesn't get any better than that. They've really set their sights high for this one. A pizza oven, water feature and a new deck all by the end of lockdown but is it too much too soon only time will tell he's a do-it-yourself legend in the making welcome to the sport of gardening here's your host dale vine and jane
2: and wherever you are joining us from around australia on S N or S N track on a sunday morning or perhaps you're listening to us via podcast Welcome to the Sport of Gardening. I'm Jane Neild, I'm a Mad Keen Gardener, podcast and radio producer, and every week I jump into the studio with professional landscaper, father of three, and author of Dale Vine's Outdoor Reno Guide, Dale Vine. Welcome. (laughs) Yes,
3: thanks. Sounds cool when you say it like that. It's it's more than I thought I'd equate to. (laughs)
2: Landscaper and author. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And radio host now, and, Dale. Yeah, so, and father, yeah. Oh, you're just adding, adding things to your title all the time. <laughs> How have you been, Dale? I mean, look, you're in uh, the Geelong area. You're in stage... three Three, lockdown in Melbourne. We're in stage four. So Mm -hmm. a a huge shout out to all of our listeners, especially in the Melbourne area, who are really doing it tough. Absolutely, i felt it this week. Um, It is tough. If you're listening to us from a beautiful place in Australia that is not in full on lockdown, can you just please uh, call your Victorian friends, send them a message, DM them, because I think we all need a little bit of extra love at the moment. Send them a
3: bit of sunshine (laughs) in a box and (laughs) just post it their way, I think.
2: Now, I heard a rumour that you've been doing a little bit of construction in the last week or so, Dale. You had a special Always, birthday yeah. present. Oh,
3: yes. Yeah, no, I had a um, a beautiful little niece of mine's uh, first birthday and obviously you can't have um, parties at the moment. So it was a bit devastating bit that those downer. guys couldn't have a, yeah. a big bash for um, little Bonnie. So uh, yeah, no, knocked up a little um, kitchen for her to go with like the cubby that her old man's going to do up for her. So yeah, it was Anna Green Gabled inspired. So, um, ah, so
2: rustic and sort of old school?
3: Uh, old school, wouldn't say so rustic. Um, Did but you paint it? Quaint. <laughs> quaint. Yeah, yeah, painted it white, <laughs> yep, and had a bit of raw timber on there as well. So it came up pretty cool.
2: And do we know if she loved it? Was it enough to replace the fact she couldn't have we a got, birthday party?
3: Yeah, well, I dropped it off and then uh, got sent a photo of her standing up next to her, which was really cute. So, yeah, she had a happy smile on her face.
2: Is this something that you would do for clients if they asked you or is this a labor of love like would I it actually think be it
3: worth- would be more of a labor of love <laughs> I really enjoyed um, knocking it up and making it uh, but i I literally used all um you know, recycled leftovers from jobs that I had stacked up in the shed there to make it, um, which, you know, I suppose if you went out and bought all those things probably cost you (laughs) way too much for what it actually is. So, um, yeah, I think a sink from the tip shop was about all I bought, which was about 10 bucks.
2: Fantastic. I love that. Get some recycled stuff and whip up a play kitchen. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Fully functional. The tap works when you hook the hose up to the back of it. So, yeah, it's really cool.
2: She'll be cooking up a storm out there. Mud pies galore. (laughs) Hey, I hope you can stay with us for the show today because we have some great guests coming up. I'm a little excited to be catching up with Costa Georgiadis, who, of course, is very well known as the host of Gardening Australia How would you describe him if you don't know what Costa is? I think everybody (laughs) knows
3: Costa and and the look of Costa. He's got a a brilliant beard. He he basically is the the face of gardening for Australia at the moment, I reckon, for the last few years. So, no, he's a ripper and so passionate, which just comes out in the way he speaks about all things gardening, which I'm really looking forward to talking to him about. Yeah,
2: and I hope he's got a few tips for perhaps some new or interested gardeners out there. And we're also going to answer a listener question coming to us all the way from uh, Gordonvale in Queensland for Angus. So, yeah. Dale, we need your advice on that one. Righto. But now it's time for our ISO check-in. Now, each week we've been checking with a sports person on the show and today we are heading to Sydney to catch up with former rugby league footballer who played in the NRL and ARL, including for the South Sydney Rabbitohs and also in the Super League for the Salford City Reds. He's now a commentator and media all rounder and you can catch him on his new breakfast radio show with Joel Kane on SEN track in Gosford, Wollongong, Atherton and Ingham. Jimmy Smith, welcome to the sport of gardening and how are you coping with breakfast radio hours? Are you getting any sleep at all?
0: (laughs) G'day, Jane. G'day, Dale. Yeah, I actually don't mind them. You know, it's not too bad. Up at 4.30, so outside of that, up at 5 normally. So the hours aren't too bad. Um, I haven't resulted in coming home and having a nana nap yet, (laughs) Um, but my meditation, my meditation that I do daily is, uh, is good for that. So at present, touch wood, all going very well.
2: Fantastic. And I mean you're one of the lucky ones, of course, when Australia just sort of shut down, everything stopped, but hey, there's you scoring a new radio gig in the midst of COVID.
0: Tell you what, no one was more excited about that than my wife, whom I spent ten weeks at home with during the initial <laughs> lockdown period. I think she was looking after four children, not three children. She might uh, have been throwing your resume around, mate. To <laughs> yeah, she was to offering get you out of there. there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, she was she was pushing me out the door by
2: the end of it. So you've got the kids, you've got the home. Tell us about your place. Do you have a little garden, a big garden? Do you go there to find a bit of solace, maybe to do that meditation? You
0: know what I'm doing? I'm staring out the my, so my barbecue out the back because of a, a lower back issue, which means I shouldn't be sitting around. I need to be standing around. I've actually converted my um, barbecue into a barbie desk is what I'm calling it. Could catch on, I reckon. Um, and so right now, the smell of uh, snags is just coming through as I sit here on my computer doing a bit of work, looking out <laughs> at the backyard. We live on a 640-square-metre block, yep. um, so we've got the pool in the backyard and um, a lovely lawn area which has been converted into a ferocious football field during the course of lockdown um, where it was games every afternoon uh, for all of us. Um, but, yes, it does provide some solace. Uh, when you need to get away and get some quiet time.
2: Well How's the lawn actually holding up under all the uh, foot traffic there?
0: <laughs> Funny you mentioned that. It was a bit of a bog. I almost banned like the council bans from uh, training. I nearly had to put a ban on it one stage. So we were playing every night and um, you know, we've had a fair bit of rain up here in Sydney as well. So um, just starting to get some warmer days and some growth coming through but uh, I've got to get the Shirley's number 17 out onto the the lawn as quickly as possible. That's what Joel Kane's recommending to me. Um, I think he's got a commission agreement with Shirley that um, encourages him to mention that at any <laughs> opportunity. So uh, I've got to get that on um, whilst the rain is around and, and get that growth for the spring. There you go. No, perfect.
2: What's it like in Sydney at the moment? Did you sort of feel like what we found here in Melbourne and, and right around the country as well, that people just started going, you know what, home is actually a great place. I'm going to do some improvements. Are you do you do a bit of DIY? Did you sort of slip into that during lockdown?
0: Absolutely, yeah. There was, there was, <laughs> there was not a weed in my garden. You know, <laughs> I like could just look at it going, right, you're out. Um, uh, it, I, I think that there weren't many good things to come out of the pandemic, right? We, we totally understand that from a, from a social point of view, from an economic point of view. But one of the things it did do is it, it, it helped you pull back. You know, there was a long period of time there where, you know, we've got three children who all play sport. So it's it's summer, winter, and everything in between. So we actually didn't have any of that on. So, you know, you wake up on a Saturday, and rather than running around and getting people to, to games on time, you're there saying, OK, well, now I can construct something in this day that's going to be um, worthwhile and satisfying, and we can do it together as well. So, yeah, we did a lot of projects. Um, there was the... Out of a couple of trees around the pool area, we've actually um, about three months ago uh, planted some hibernum. We've got I'm looking at the the neighbour's hibernum, which is fantastic, provides a great screen. And then I'm looking at ours, which is about 18 months away from that. But we're being very patient with that. Um, as I mentioned, every weed's out of the lawn, and um, I've got a deck that I still need to paint out the back here, which I'm staring at at the moment. But I think the the good things to come out of the pandemic is that the ability to just slow down and not not be bound by your clock so much, which we tend to be in the modern world.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Now, mate, I've heard a little um, whisper that you might have had a deal going with one of your neighbours regarding a lawnmower loan.
0: So tell us a little (laughs) bit about that. Now, this is what Joel is most upset about. He can't get his head around it, but I I think I might be onto something here, Dale. And stay with me on this one. Let me know your thoughts. So... Donnie, across the road, right, he's 88 years of age, um, and unfortunately, a couple of years ago, his wife passed away, and um, we we moved here five years ago, so I, I got to know Donnie, and he's a very active 88-year-old, and um, still goes for a walk every morning, and um, he's a retired school teacher, and still goes to the club a couple of times a week, you know, to have a a uh, couple of beers and yep. uh, catch up with friends. Still mows his own lawn. Now I'd moved from Bondi. No lawn in Bondi. Okay, <laughs> yeah. no lawn mower required. Yep. So when I first came down, he said to me, "You know, if you need to borrow my mower, let me know." And I thought, "Oh, great." So every time I borrow his lawn mower, I take back a six-pack of beer. Yep. Right, and I think that's, a, that's an economy that's working well. Absolutely, right? There's yeah. an exchange there. Yep. There's a, there's, a, there's a value exchange there that we're very comfortable with. But Joel wasn't so comfortable with it. Now, because it's been such a, a fuss during the first eight weeks of our breakfast show, that I actually was contacted by a good friend, Peter Crookshank, he said, look, I, I hear you're having some issues with the lawnmower. I said, no, I'm having no issues with the lawnmower. We've got a very good relationship going here. And he said, well, look, I've got a spare one up at the farm. I'm going to give you one.
3: Oh, no. Oh, so so now I have the lawnmower. No, don't tell, don't tell your neighbour about that. <laughs> Just tuck it away in the shed and continue well, the deal, I reckon.
0: Well, you know what? It made me think, Dale, about, you know what? There's, there's a bed-sharing company. It's called Airbnb. Yep there's a there's a car sharing company, it's called Uber. Yeah. I think maybe a lawnmower sharing service. Yeah. This is where I'm thinking okay. where we think and, and um I'm thinking of a name like Cut Your Grass. We've yep. all had mates who cut your grass, so <laughs> That's, My too, that's, Graf, that's yeah. something I'm, I'm working on at the moment. <laughs> Donnie and I would be the founders. Yeah, nice.
2: Look, that's... I hate to break it to you, Jimmy, but there's a lot of community organisations who have actually organised tool libraries and exactly what you're saying, that you could actually go to a community group, borrow a lawnmower and take it back like you would a library book. So no, you might okay, have to no, be quick on this one. Jimmy's
3: thinking bigger bigger <laughs> than that. I think he's going to develop the whole app where, like Uber, you can see where your closest lawnmower is to your location <laughs> and then uh, you know, it's only three minutes away go pick that up. So oh, I reckon you're onto a good one there.
2: Jimmy, I reckon you need to stick with the, um, the development of the barbecue slash desk because I think everyone needs that in their <laughs> life at the moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not a one-prick pony here, Jane. You know, like, <laughs> I've got a few ideas running around. But the way you're talking there, Dale, yeah. you've got Chief Marketing Officer. Yeah,
3: well, there you go. All over you. Yeah. you... <laughs> Absolutely. I'll, I've never done it before, but I will uh, put my hand up for the role, mate. <laughs> we'll see how we go.
2: You grew up in Young, which is between Wagga Wagga and Bathurst. What was it like growing up? Were you on a family farm?
0: Well, actually... When people ask me that question, you know, where are you from, Jane? I actually tell people I'm from Wollanbeen, which is true. I grew up on a farm five kilometres out of a village called Wollanbeen. And they say, oh, where's that? I generally say, if I'm being legitimate, I say it's between Young and Cootamundra, south-west New South Wales. If I'm a little bit playful, I say it's between Wombat and Stock and Bingle, which are two, <laughs> two similar-sized villages. There's actually a village called Wombat, um, on the Wallandbein side of young, yeah. so um, yeah, I I grew up in in uh, on a two and a half thousand acre farm and had just the best childhood of all time. And and think about it now, talk you know with kids now, I don't think I was much older than seven or eight when I just went with my dad everywhere, working on the farm and helping out any which way I could. And as soon as I could drive a truck or drive a tractor or something, I was doing it just to be helpful. So. Um, I loved it. It was it was fantastic, um, and you know, mum had big gardens there, and and of course, dad had a big garden as well that he used to tend that helped us put food on the table. But um, it, it was idyllic. I loved it, and and it's actually, uh, you know, I've been in the city since I was eighteen years of age, but I'm very much a country boy.
2: Still a country boy. And do you get your kids out to the country to ah uh, visit the rallies and give them a chance to you know roll in the haystack and drive the tractor?
0: You know what, we sold the farm in 2000. Uh, Mum and Dad moved into Cootamundra. And to be honest, we don't have family on the farm. But every year we go back to Cootamundra, take the kids back there and see our, see our relatives that are in town, but we don't actually have, but w- what we do do is we go out to the old farm. It's a Glenroy. So my, my company, um, my media company is called Glenroy Media, which is named after the farm that I grew up on. And um, the people that bought the farm from us, uh, Mum and Dad, they allow us to take the kids back there, so we go um you know spend a few hours walking around shearing sheds and uh sheep sheds and all that sort of stuff they They can't believe how quiet it is, and uh, you know there's just nothing to do out there, and I said, you know what I used to spend hours and hours and hours doing nothing and loving it,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, there's another up, Jane, that's just uh, borrow a farm. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Excellent. Oh, it's so good to hear you've still got that country boy at heart. Uh, Somewhere in there, Jimmy. Thank you so much for your time on the Sport of Gardening.
0: Oh, thank you, Jane. Have a great one. Thanks, Dar. Good on you, mate. Thank you.
2: That was Jimmy Smith, former NRL player. And now you can hear him on Breakfast on SEN Track with Joel Kane. Breakfast with Joel and Jimmy. Uh, SEN Track in Gosford, Wollongong, Atherton and Ingham. Don't go anywhere. More coming up in a moment on the Sport of Gardening.
1: You're listening to The Sport of Gardening
2: with Dale Vine and Jane Neal. Don't Shoot the Messenger with Caroline Wilson and Corey Perkin. Great local tips, books, screen food, recommendations. The week that was.
4: Caro, I was horrified, horrified to see those tigers in such a terrible, grubby story as the groping story. It was two players, Jade and Short, a few weeks ago and then more recently Nick Flostone, touching the genitals and in one case around the back of Mabi or Chol. It's a really good choice, I think, Caro,
2: for Biden and she is particularly good under pressure. She's tough. She's a good debater.
4: And what I love about her most is she's not afraid of Donald Trump. The members have helped save their clubs. Incredible story, given that, you know, a lot of them are on Job Seeker and Job Keeper and not earning any money at all. They've stayed with their footy clubs because they love them. So very good news.
2: For Red Energy, 100% Australian electricity and gas. Become best friends with Caro and Corrie. Subscribe and listen today wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome back to The Sport of Gardening with Dale Vine and Jane Neal.
2: Well, our next guest is often referred to as That Gardening Guy with the Big Bushy Beard. But there's a lot more to Costa Georgiadis than meets the eye. He's a landscape architect by trade and for many years has been sharing his love of gardening and passion for sustainability on our TVs, first with SBS's Costa's Garden Odyssey and now as the host of ABC TV's iconic show, Gardening Australia. So to bring us in, to introduce Costa... Georgiadis, here is the original theme song from Gardening Australia by the Tasmanian Symphony Orchestra. Hello, Costa. How are you? Does that make you feel at home here on the water Gardening? Uh.
4: Gracious me! You, you've just you've just laid the pavement. You've rolled the grass out and uh, and you've spread the mulch. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Look, everyone knows you. I'm sure, as like I said, the guy with the big bushy beard who is on our TVs, mad passionate about gardening and all things sustainability. But there's a bit of a sporty side to you, Costa, that I had no idea about is it really true that you dedicate some of your time to refereeing rugby and especially for, for younger teams who maybe need a little bit of a, a, you know, an eye on them to get them on the straight and narrow on the
4: field? Yeah, definitely. It's it's something that I've been doing since I was in, um, in high school. I think I started refereeing when I was in year nine and year 10. And it's been a part of my life and, and when people ask me questions about it, I realise how much of a positive influence it's been, particularly in terms of just building that capacity to not only observe and, and be able to allow things to, to happen and unfold in front of you, but to deal with the fog and the white noise of the sideline sideline referees and, and people giving it to you something fierce. Um, but. It's, it's great to be able to develop that. I suppose it's a bit of a resilience and a, and, and a skin that, that isn't thick and, and rigid but actually supple and able to just let the you-know-what slide off because, you know, it's, it's not there to hurt you. Someone calling out from 50 metres away, um, they may believe they know what they see, but, you know, it's a different thing. So I've, I've really loved that that opportunity and particularly with school school level um, to give them a chance to, ref, uh, to, to play a game that's even. Just, you know, and it's not decided by a ref or a dud decision. Um, it's just get out there and whoever wins, wins. That's cool.
2: How do you possibly find the time with all of your television commitments? Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming you've still got a great garden of your own. Like, it's it's a great time commitment, though, to put into the
4: sport. Yeah, look, the last couple of years it's been really hard because I go away a lot on the weekends because all of the community events and things that I want to do, be it garden expos, be it sustainability weekends and talks and, and garden opens and things like that, you know, they basically happen Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which is when all the sport's on. So I haven't been able to do as much lately, but I'm I'm really itching to, to edge my way back and do more because I just find, and most people find this kind of bizarre, but it's so relaxing. Um, even though you're running for, you know, 60 to 80 minutes, um, you switch off everything else that's going on in yep. the world because when you cross that strip, all I'm thinking about is what's in front of me, not... The, the week that I've had, the 70 emails that I haven't answered, the, the people wanting this, that and the other, it's it's a special part of my world.
3: Yeah, nice. Hey, uh, Costa, I suppose with the interest in rugby and everything else, we, we've developed this show um, during the COVID sort of lockdown periods when sport wasn't really... Um, going before afl got up and going again so um we've we've basically turned gardening into a sport now mate so you you can probably start refereeing some gardening stuff as well soon <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. uh, have you noticed the the upsurge in interest in gardening since all this lockdown had had um been enforced um yourself in any in any parts of the industry particularly
4: oh look I think it's been across the board. From an industry point of view, it's been fantastic for our nurseries and our our growers particularly because they supply our nurseries mm-hmm. and, and the small growers that are growing these really different things, particularly our native plants and our endemic native plants of different areas, it's, it's really been fantastic for them to get this surge. And I, I was speaking to one of the the local nurserymen that I visit quite regularly and he and his wife were saying that they do their regular run up the coast to pick up plants and uh, drop them in different places and they said it's the first time in decades that they've actually seen nursery and growers um, with turnover like real really mm. really, valued turnover because normally it, it ebbs and flows with trends and, 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 and weather and so on, whereas this has been a wonderful, wonderful injection for our, our nursery and garden industry and, and people getting excited about gardening. I mean, you know, you as a landscaper, you know what it's like when you see people appreciating the the garden and the the landscape around them and be it the street, the park, the 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 pocket bushland, the, the the botanic gardens, whatever. People are walking. I mean, even as I sit here, I'm seeing so many people walking. They're walking the streets, they're stopping, they're looking, they're observing more. And that's our gig, you know, yeah. we we observe the seasons through the plants yeah. and then the animals that the plants bring and then how the whole ecology works. So it's it's been fantastic and I, I I'm kind of excited to draw it out and keep those people that have been excited and become interested, keep them in, yep. educate them, keep them, keep them motivated to 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 get the hooks in them deeper.
3: Definitely,
2: Kostya. If people have never sort of garden before, they're listening to us, going, "Look, I'm waiting for the footy later, and you know, I'm more into my sport than my gardening." What would your advice be though for someone who's got this little inkling that perhaps they could give it a crack? Is it just to plant something like herbs?
4: Hundred yeah. percent. That that's it. I, I mean, I'll, I'll finish there. That's it. Like that's <laughs> the hardest part because people get intimidated and, and and they don't believe that they have the or almost the 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 right, you know. Because oh well, I'm not a horticulturist. I'm not a gardener. I'm not a a grower. I've never had any experience with it. But you know as as you'd both know, we all screw up. Yep. Like I kill stuff. I've yep. got I've got sap on my hands, right? Well <laughs> well, I've got dried <laughs> yeah, yeah. on my hands because we kill stuff. But my approach is don't don't get intimidated. Don't think that it has to be perfect. Don't be fussed by looks alone. It's about the process, it's the day-to-day. It's it's giving it a go and then seeing what the hope is. Will do to you because when you plant it, it's like a child. It's like I got to tend it, and I'll, you know, you come home and you you you'll start to look at it, and then when it starts to grow, and then when it flowers, and and then when you get that first bit of, if it's a produce or the first flower, and you see the first bee come because you planted a plant to support our pollinators, yeah. you know that's it, and then and then you'll get all the hiss, hassles, you'll get the rain, you'll get the heat, you'll the get the weeds, wind, you'll yeah. get the possums and the rats, but that teaches you the next the next level like it's like me saying all right come on um you've you've seen a couple of insta videos and watched a few videos on facebook you're going out and playing for the swans this week mm. like you've <laughs> got to start in a small container yeah. and make your way up to a garden bed and then out to the verge and then into your backyard and you know i think it's we 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 kind of think oh well if it's a sport for sport, you've got to do the 1%, isn't it?
3: Yeah, me? yeah, exactly. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: Our guest today is Costa Georgiadis, of course, the host of Gardening Australia. You're on The Sport of Gardening with Jane Neald and Dale Vine. We're going to have a quick break and be back with Costa in a moment.
1: You're listening to The Sport of Gardening with Dale Vine and Jane Neild.
2: The Sounding Board with Craig Hutchison and Damien Barrett. It's sport, it's the media, it's talking about the issues that matter.
0: Are you attempting to justify getting something wrong because it takes time to get it right? Is
4: that what you're doing here? No. Because that's what a lot of media outlets are now doing. If 15 other people have reported it
0: inside half an hour and you're Mm. still scrambling in the newsroom, anyone who goes second through ten suffers no consequence. I want to raise it, Hutchie, because I've taken the view now for for some time that to give credence and then public discussion and and acknowledgement of what goes on in that cesspool that is social media it actually is doing what those people who, who partake in such activity what they want but they, they want they crave notoriety they crave attention they crave to be thinking and, and told that what they do on that space actually has an impact adversely on the people they're directing it at
2: for drink stay safe and if you're choosing to drink please drink the sounding board with hutchie and damo subscribe and listen today wherever you get your podcasts
1: Welcome back to The Sport of Gardening with Dale Vine and Jane Neal.
2: You're on The Sport of Gardening, Jane Neal and Dale Vine with you. And our guest today is Costa Georgiadis, who is well known as the host of Gardening Australia, a go-to TV show, which I have to admit, Costa, I have been watching since I can almost first remember, like since very early. It's a show that went for, has been going for 30 years, and now you're lucky enough to be the host of that one. Now, you were talking before the break about just having a crack, getting into the garden and just trying to plant something. Have you ever had an epic failure, though, where you've invested a lot of money in a particular plant? I mean, things can be quite expensive if, if you're investing in mature trees and that. Have you ever had a really big fail that just sticks in your mind?
4: I'm trying to think big fails. Um, <laughs> we did we did quite a few landscaping projects on some grand scale. I was looking after after roses at at a cemetery, which was like fifteen thousand roses. And oh, wow. and um, y- you know, if you don't stay on top of the maintenance, you you can you can get in some trouble. I'm just trying to think epic fail. Sounds like uh, you've had a good track record. Then you can just <laughs> say no, nothing pops to mind straight away, mate. It's not. It's not epic. Look, fails. I've got some fails right at this moment. In fact, I I found this veggie growing pod on the street, yeah. and I thought, wow, I'm going to get that. I'll bring it back, and then I I I got the cover that goes with it, and I thought I'm going to grow my garlic in there because the cockatoos just ripped my garlic out last year they had a ball yep. and I caught them in the act I said what are you doing and they just looked at me and said mate we're fine um,
3: <laughs> yeah, and we're good. I
4: thought this, this year I'm going to protect it and I found this thing and I thought right I'll get the canopy and I'll cover it and so it's been raining a lot and I over the last couple of months because I put it in I put them in, in about May ish end of April May so I got the the, the the sort of cover to go over the cover which is like a, a a, a proper cover yeah but i've failed right because i noticed they started dying right and i'm like what's going on and i realized because it's been raining a lot that that, that cover the, the plastic cover has actually created too much humidity yeah Ooh. and they've started rotting and so yeah. out of my 100 bulbs oh I no really lost <laughs> about i've lost about Fifty percent, and yeah, and I mean that's me right now. Um, you know, I I'd say to people that, that there ain't no guru. It's not, it's not about no. I'll never know like twenty percent of everything that I want to, and and that's I think what I love about gardeners is they consistently share their knowledge and share hacks and little little bits of advice that that you can take and then share. And and that for me is the best. I love, I learn more from my failures than my successes.
3: Yep. Now that's great. Well, I, I, on that story, Jane, I've got a, um, my neighbor who I talked to when I'm barbecuing out there, Jane, over the yeah. fence. Without being able to see him. The other week. Yeah, Luke, um, <laughs> he's, he's a sparky and, uh, he's super busy with all his, uh, trade work, but, um, during the The lockdown period, had a couple of weeks where he sort of slowed everybody down a little bit and um, did a few jobs around the house. But they've also got a farming property and he wanted to plant a whole heap of gum trees out there. And we've got a reserve um, just down the end of our court. And down there, there's some beautiful, massive, big... um, Sugar gums down there, so he thought i'll go down there and um, see if I can collect any seed pods and and his whole garage setup where he's usually got his tools sprawled out on the bench has got heat pads that you you use for brewing yes. and stuff um, set up he's got these seed trays there and he's um, propagating all these little seedlings from these um, seed pods for all these sugar gums with any luck yet? he would have at least three hundred <laughs> that have popped up he's hopefully going to take them all out to the farm and plant them up once they're a little bit stronger. Well, so he's turned green thumb just in a period of a couple of weeks. Oh, That's so this unreal. is a new
2: thing, is it? That's yeah, That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty wow. cool. Now, Costa, I have seen you on Gardening Australia doing a little bit of verge planting. All right. So where are we at with the verge planting in Sydney at the moment? Is everyone embracing it? Have you had to take it down? Are the co- the council on board? And do you recommend that people have a crack if they've run out of space in the backyard or don't have a backyard at the verge?
4: Most definitely. I mean, oh, I've got a verge in Bondi, and it's it's close on 200 square meters. Where do you get that sort of real estate? Oh, yeah. um, most people are living in 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 semis and apartments and things like that. And so there's all this land, and we we were actually doing a story uh, yesterday on a on a couple that that have a massive verge around three sides of their their um their residence, and. For me, it, it is changing. People are realising, particularly now that they're walking and they're seeing really nice verges and they're seeing other verges that are just basically runways for dogs to come and, and have a dump sort of thing. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
4: You know, in this case, I, I had, a, I had a, a, a lady walking past about a month or two ago and she came up and she said, she said, oh, she said, it's so cool here. She said, I walk past, and she said, I feel how cool it is. And she said, it's beautiful, and I feel it, and I smell it. And, and this was just a random walker who's picking up that you have this difference. And from a temperature point of view, it keeps the street cool. Yep. From a biodiversity point of view, it, it connects um, native plants for the for the pollinators, and I've got lots of birds coming in for the banksias when they're on, and the insects are there which feed the birds. So, you know, I did, a, I did another planting around the front of the house with uh, lots of native paper daisies, and they're starting to open up, and people are just like it's a talking point. The Verge is such a community builder.
3: Yep.
2: Well, we love it. And, of course, if you want to see more of Costa's work, you can check him out on ABC TV's Gardening Australia. You can catch it on a Friday, on a Sunday and on iview. Costa, thank you so much for being on the Sport of Gardening. You're a Swan supporter and a Rabbitohs – sorry, Roosters supporter. Have you been to the footy lately? Because here in Melbourne
4: we've got no footy. I've just been watching because, yeah, much like everyone else, it's fairly limited, the access to it, and I think they've just clamped it back a little bit more after a game up in the Sunshine Coast, went a bit um, off the radar and got, <laughs> yeah. got a few too many people in there. So, no, just watching it on the telly and, yeah, it's like, oh, I want to get there. I love I, I love <laughs> getting to the game and screaming and shouting. <laughs> well, hopefully
2: it won't be too long before you can umpire again, referee, and also get back into the crowd at the SCG. Thanks so much for being with us on the Sport of Gardening.
4: Absolute pleasure. Thanks for the chance.
2: And Dale, of course, Costa, also on Get Grubby TV yeah. as a garden gnome. Your kids love it. My love kids it. are into Absolutely it.
3: Absolutely <laughs> love it. They are dancing around with Dirt Girl and that on the on the tallies every every time they get on there. So
2: What a great guy. And, you know, it's so good to see him inspiring children as much as us adults to get into the garden as yeah, well.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I reckon that's where it's at. And they've hit a, a really good spot too. So you've got to get the young generations involved. and then that will continue.
2: Excellent. All right, we are going to be back with a listener question on the sport of gardening in just a moment. If you've got a question for us, send us an email, feedback at thesportofgardening.com.au. You're
1: listening to The Sport of Gardening with Dale Vine and Jane
2: SEN Track, the home of Breakfast with Joel Kane and Jimmy Smith.
0: Time now to have a chat to the incoming Warriors coach, but Nathan Brown's on my mind. Oh, I always said it was a great opportunity for someone and one thing led to another. And I gave uh, Robbo, the owner, a call Wednesday and let's go to chat about a few things and, and we had a real good combo and uh, about three hours later we've done a deal. All
2: your sports and racing news covered, plus live interviews with the biggest names in the game. Breakfast with Joel Kane and Jimmy Smith. Listen live every Monday through Thursday morning from 6.30 to 8.30am on SEN Track.
1: Welcome back to The Sport of Gardening with Dale Vine and Jane Neal.
2: Great to have your company on The Sport of Gardening. In a moment, Dale is going to answer a listener question from Angus in Gordonvale. I've got a little recommendation this week, Dale. Yeah. <laughs> do you collect seeds?
3: I do, yeah. Absolutely, I do. I've got a um, heap of little snap lock bags hanging up in on nails in my... Um, garage full of different seeds written on there.
2: That sounds very organised. Yeah. Why? My recommendation for the week is to get your seeds sorted because I reckon all gardeners love it. Like if someone says, I've got some seeds from something that I can't resist them, right? So I now have realised I've got like six or seven different old sort of tins in my shed full of bags of seed. The other day I pulled some lupin seeds out that had been gifted to me with a card on it from 1998.
3: Wow. Hey, (laughs) jeez, they're like heirloom seeds sort of they
2: are but I'm now thinking this is stupid so if you have a seed collection like me my recommendation this week is to get it sorted yeah find all the old ones I actually planted those 22 year old Lupin seeds because I'm wow. like what are the chances that they're still okay yeah
3: well you, well I don't think seeds go off if they're in a dry uh, dry space so we
2: will find out very soon you, you should
3: just go to a new area of a garden and just sprinkle that um, jar and just see what comes out of it, it might I've be been the best doing that garden. as
2: I've actually got, I reckon I would have like 500 pumpkin seeds, probably about 10 varieties because every time I'd buy an organic pumpkin, I would save the seeds thinking, I'll grow them one day. Yeah,
3: true. I do the same. I
2: think I'm just going to go around the neighbourhood and just chuck them onto empty blocks.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone will have pumpkins.
2: All right, time for you to answer a listener question. This one is from Angus in Gordon Vale in Queensland. Dale, I'd love your advice on budgeting for a landscaping project. My wife and I have been saving up to redo our backyard for years and we're finally ready to get started. What's your advice about getting quotes and finding a landscaper we can trust to do a great job? Thanks, Angus, brackets, Bombers fan.
3: Oh, what a legend. (laughs) Now, that's a good question too, um, Angus. So um, I guess the best... um, Thing to keep in mind when you are at that stage where you're you're ready to actually employ somebody to do the work and um, get the job moving uh, is to get multiple quotes. So you don't just want to go and get one person's um, perspective of what it's going to cost for him to construct it all for you. because well, Even um, if
2: you love them they seem like a really well, nice you can. person. Of course you can. If you, if you
3: really trust them and you sure. know the person or something of course you can do that but um, it's always good even I think when you know the person that you want to employ to do it to get another quote just so you know um, the value of what mm. you're getting. Um, you might be getting a great deal, which will, yeah. you know, be shown in the quote. So yeah, get multiple quotes and then you know where they sit. But also don't just accept the, the lowest cost quote. Go online and check out their work as well and have a look at the quality of it and what sort of um, construction work they usually do. Some people do really simple landscapes. Other people do a lot more technical things.
2: And it's good, isn't it, with Instagram? It's a lot Absolutely. easier to yeah, see yeah,
3: it's people's just work. A, it's yeah. just a um, visually to do, just get online and quickly have a look at how good their work is quality-wise. So I would definitely recommend checking out their Instagram. Uh, that's where most people put all their... Uh their finished projects these days for people to easily access. So,
2: And asking friends, I've always found, like, word of mouth, if you know yep. someone who's had a great job done and yeah. you've seen the results, like, that goes a long way, doesn't it?
3: That's where I get a lot of my work, to be honest, Jane. I sort of just get referred from the last place that I was at or a few places ago and yeah. uh, end up working for friends of people I've already worked for. So it's great, yeah.
2: And is it true that almost half of your budget Really needs to be factored in as labour cost.
3: Definitely, I just put fifty percent as a um, as a, a guide, a general guide. But um, yeah, I, I would always say allow at least fifty percent in your mind just to go towards labour for a construction of a backyard. Um, some big, massive constructions, it's a lot more sure. in um, materials than it than it probably would be labour. But it's a good. Um, guide I guess so if you think you've got eight grand to spend on a outdoor area then you really only got to think about about four grand's worth of materials as to what you can
2: use yeah and stuff you can splurge on at Bunnings exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) well thank you Angus for your question from Gordon Vale in Queensland we hope that that has given you a little bit of an idea I think get those quotes coming through and good luck send us some photos Angus when you get the backyard done love to see what you're doing And if you'd like to ask a question, you can send an email to feedback at sportofgardening.com.au. Dale, thank you so much. Been great to be on the show with you today.
3: No, thank you, Jane. (laughs) Um, And send questions even if you're not a Bomber supporter. I'll still answer them.
2: (laughs) Excellent. Good to know. Thanks for being with us. Of course, if you've liked something on the show and you want to share it with a friend, you can always subscribe to the podcast of The Sport of Gardening. You can check out Dale's Instagram at VineyD and, of course, his book, Dale Vine. Outdoor Reno Guide. We'll catch you next week on The Sport of Gardening.
1: You're listening to The Sport of Gardening with Dale Vine and Jane Neal.